Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. This episode contains music which is bloodthirsty, noisy, tasteless, kind of wonderful. It's mid-January already, and I'm a bit sluggish into the beginning of the new year. No change there for me. So today's offering is sure to blow away any lingering seasonal cobwebs. It's noisy, raucous, fun, entertaining, some might say over the top, even tasteless. We're going to listen to Roman Festivals by Ottorino Rospighi. This is the third in a set of three musical and highly evocative pictures of Roman life, ancient and modern. By modern, I mean 1928. We listened to the often blockbusting Pines of Rome back in an earlier episode of Cacophony, and here he's repeating the same old trick one last time, with bells on. Bells in too. Respighi has a bit of an agenda. As the conductor Antonio Papano puts it, in Italy, music means opera. Respighi's trying to make the case for purely orchestral music. And with this piece, he reaches what he calls the maximum of orchestral sonority and colour. He's using a huge band. And after it, he never feels the need to write anything anywhere near the successive ever again. Let's get straight to it. It's in four sections. And first up, we go to ancient Rome for circuses. We're in the Circus Maximus, the giant stadium built for chariot races, gladiators, and today, feeding Christians to the lions. In four and a half minutes, Respighi plays out the whole drama. There's a huge crowd. The Circus Maximus held an astonishing quarter of a million people. And the crowd bays and works itself into a frenzy. You can hear their screams getting ever higher, more agitated. That's accompanied by loads of trumpet fanfares. Espighi calls for three Buccini, these narrow, curved trumpets that go round the back and out over the trumpet player's head, instruments that you think were only made for films like Ben-Hur. Was that on the telly this Christmas? I'm sure it was. But actually, they were real historic instruments. Of course, nowadays, everyone just plays the trumpet. So the crowd is baying for blood. And then there's a moment, just a second really, of silence before the iron gates open for the introduction of the savage beasts and the religious martyrs who come out singing a chant in defiance. It ends in the only way it can. It's gory stuff. We stick with religion in the second movement, Jubileo, Jubilee. Jubilee is a Catholic event that every 50 years draws large numbers of pilgrims to Rome. I accidentally found myself there at the same time in the year 2000, and there were so many pilgrims the city was overrun, which meant we couldn't get in anywhere. In Respighi's earlier piece, The Pines of Rome, see earlier episode of Cacophony, he finishes with this huge slow build-up where a Roman army legion approaches the city. Here he repeats the trick, but with walking pilgrims 
in search of eternal salvation. In his words, they're tired and in pain, dragging themselves through the streets. At last, from the summit of Monte Mario, they see the holy city, Rome. Rome! And their hymn of jubilation is met by the clangour of multitudinous church bells. Respighi throws everything in his huge orchestra at this climax. It's amazing how many different instruments can sound bell-like when you want them to. There's an organ underpinning everything, and even the occasional actual bell. It's a massive wall of sound, really quite something. And as that dies down, we run straight into the next festival, Lotto Brata, the October Excursions. It's a wine harvest and hunting festival. So you have horn calls that echo the hunt, horse bells, songs of love. This sweeping string tune, played by all of the violins together, is just lush. That gets followed by repeats of the horn calls, perhaps as the hunt moves off into the distance. They're so light and delicate, brilliantly played on the recordings that we're listening to too. I love them. As evening falls, we're off into more romantic territory with the serenading mandolin. It's lazy, warm, rather beautiful. I think it shows us that Respighi's talents aren't only limited to the noisy stuff. But then we're pitched straight back into the cacophony of the final festival, La Befana. My oldest daughter, Vanessa, is seven, and we often have conversations around the logistics of Father Christmas, how he manages to get round the world in one night and so on. And it's only in reading up for this that I discover that he doesn't need to cover Italy, thanks to the existence of La Befana, the Italian Christmas witch, who visits houses on the eve of Epiphany, 5th of January. Coming down the chimney, of course and sweeping up with her broom, before leaving sweets for the good kids, and coal, or sticks, for the bad ones. Vanessa tells me that a good stick always comes in useful, so even that's not a bad gift to get. In the music, we're in Piazza Navona, in the heart of Rome, and everyone's out and about. Espighi describes it as a tide of noise, on which float now and again rustic songs, the lilt of saltarellos, the sounds of a mechanical fairground organ, the call of the showman, drunken cries, cue solo trombone, and dances. It really is almost a cacophony of noise, because though the musical ideas are quite straightforward, snatches of folk songs and dances and so on, they're all going on at once, or at very least, bumping into each other. The conductor Antonio Papano says this isn't great music, and he's probably right. It won't leave you pondering the meaning of life, or having had that question answered, however temporarily. But it's good music. Brilliant, showy, catchy, untidy and human. And a joyous expression of life. 
I hope you like it. Click on the links in the show notes to have a listen to the whole thing. And then please send us a comment, either on the Facebook page or at cacophonyonline.com. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, share it with your friends. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening.